and welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Hello, hello. Siegel, we're halfway there. No, oh, good reference. I think well, we're going to make a lot of them. I mean, well, next week is halfway, right? Technically. No, this is the halfway point. The end of this week would technically be the halfway point. can't believe we actually made it this far. feels like we've been doing this for so much longer. Well... I, I mean, I am grateful that we're not doing every week now. Yeah, but, no, it, it's it, that was tough. But yeah, we're halfway. I'm amazed we had that many songs the first go around, and now we're still doing this. And I think, I, as we've complained about, we're both running out of songs. If you're also running out of songs, that's a problem because I thought you had like ridiculous amounts of music up your sleeve. Well, to be honest, like I remember you saying you're running out of songs, and I think I've known. I've known of a few of the last songs you've recommended, but I was like, I don't know them that well. So it's just like, it's fine. I've known the Arcade Fire song or whatever you recommended like yesterday. I, like, I know this. the Arcade Fire song, not me. No, oh, whatever. I've known a I mean, few look, of the songs, but it's, it's just funny. I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know them that well. And we're getting to the point where both of us are struggling, I feel like. so. I, I feel like that's, that's still in the spirit of it. It's yeah. Fine. I've done that too, I'm pretty sure. So we're Ooh. halfway through the podcast, the playlist, and the year, which snuck up on me fast. Um, I mean, yeah, it always does, unfortunately. Yeah, as you get older, time just flies. Uh, what else is going on, you. Siegel? Oh, uh, nothing much. I know... You wanted to talk baseball. I just wanted to the home run derbies tonight. There was none last year. I'm very excited. Uh, the home run derby is like a very fun thing to watch. I just I feel like I took it for granted going on. I like from like an hour and a half from when we're recording this, it's happening. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to see what songs. See which ones did you know? The part Lakes one Tide. song, huh? I think one of them had part one in the title. Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots? That one. I knew that one. Okay. Um, I don't remember the rest. Was there really no Home Run Derby last year? Wow. No, no Home Run Derby, no All-Star Game. Um, I, yeah, I get why. I just... Wow. That seems like a lifetime ago that the world was ending. <laughs> now we're in recovery. Hopefully... Um, are we? Never. We're never but yeah. in recovery. But yeah. That is the home run derby, and there's nobody I would rather dethrone Pete Alonzo than Otani. And that's my official prediction. So you think Otani's going to win? Yeah. Him, I feel like Joey Gallo is a very strong candidate. Apparently, he is just amazing at uh, hitting batting practice home runs, and he hits the ball very far. Who's the worst guy in the home run derby this year? I have like to look at. Under, under, I think under Salvador dog. Perez probably. I have to look at who's in it. Salvador Perez in the home run derby. Yeah, That's hilarious. Derby participants. Would like to see Vlad. I would have liked to see Vlad Junior. I would have liked to yeah. see. Uh, Trey Mancini's at. Oh he's no, he's there. the underdog. I feel like. Yeah, but he's also like people wanted him in because they like what happened with him and stuff. Yeah, he was a cancer survivor or whatever. Yeah. So it's no, I think awesome. Salvi Perez is a 
more of an underdog. I'll go the underdogs. I always cheer for them. Um, just because my teams suck, and I feel bad for underdogs. Anyway. Yeah, remember, when, remember Brandon Inge's home run derby appearance? Where he didn't hit a single home run in the yeah. home run derby? Yeah. <laughs> That's our Tigers, boys. Um, and he was like a real participant. Like, it wasn't a pity invite or anything. Like, he had a good year that year. Yeah. For, for Brandon Inge. Um, shout out yeah, to Brandon, Brandon Inge. Brandon was a good player. No, he wasn't. He sucked. He was in the home run derby. All right, our, our, our viewers are our listeners. Okay. Are... They're just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, we're going to talk about the, the draft, too, but I guess we're not even going to. The, the Tigers drafted some kid out of high school, and people want the GM's head because he's not going to no, commit I mean, to the Tigers. It was a good pick. Paxton Job is a... Yeah, but he's he not like... going to go to the Tigers. He's going to go to college. Uh, I don't know. That's what everyone's saying. So people want the fucking head of the the GM for the Tigers. I wouldn't have taken him three first round overall. Like, you don't do that. I don't know, bro. I don't know what I was about to say. But yeah, that's all I know. Uh, that's good. Oh, the Diamondbacks drafted another shortstop who they'll probably trade after ten minutes of having him. Did they get Jordan yes. Lawler or Marcelo Mayer? Yes. The guy who sounds like a wrestler's son, Lawler. Jerry oh, Lawler. yeah. Got, yeah. No, he, that was a good pick. He was, a lot of people projected him going like first three picks. But another high schooler. Why are they drafting high schoolers? That seems crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Pre- prep bats are a thing. No, now, now you're getting into technical terms. Babit. Babit. With, I mean, with, it's whatever. I, I, that's why I want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> Um, we can... got a decent pick, so good for them. No, that's why I wanted to bring it up, because they got, like, a guy who was supposed to go a lot earlier, and who's been, like, one of the biggest hyped-up prospects for the past few years. He you was, haven't heard about uh, Kumar Rocker? He's the lighter's other guy. Yeah, it was cool. It was lighter and Rocker. For yeah. the longest time, it was between those two to, like, go early in this draft. And somehow Kumar Rocker fell to 10. And the Mex got him somehow. Damn, the Mets get better pitching. Okay. Uh, I think it's enough baseball talk for people who aren't baseball fans. If you want to start a baseball podcast, hit us up at JM Radio on Instagram. We could start a baseball podcast where we just talk shit. Um, But that's not this podcast. This podcast talks about music. And this week, shut the fuck up, phone. We're probably going to have our baseball week soon. Oh yeah, that's true. When baseball finally came back into yeah, we had, we we it went on for like a full week that we all that we were recommending baseball songs to each other. Yeah, I think that's I think they came back in late July, early August. So it is coming up. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, week twenty five entitled "Sunny Bismarck." Uh, I didn't know that's how you spelled Bismarck, so that surprised the shit out of me. With all the red little lines under my spelling. Uh, but anyway, do you have any shout-outs, as they say? Sure. So, um, Yesterday's Sun by Lifehouse is probably the closest thing to Nickelback that I would like. Um, I'm really saying you'd like this band, too. Um, yes. I also have like a camp attachment to the song, so maybe I like it because of that. Uh, maybe it's not actually good, but I don't know. I listened to it like a lot for a while, the song. That was weird. 
people like this song, Siegel. I was shocked when you recommended a Life Have song. I I didn't remember you recommending that. I thought it was my pick when I was making the lists. Really? But I don't think I, I didn't know this Lifehouse song. I know a lot of them, but I didn't know this one. It was um, decent. This is, this is the end by, was it called The Ghost of Paul Revere or something? Yes. Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like a Lumineers song in a way. The guy's a different voice. Um, I like the cover art, and then I ended up liking it after a few listens. Um, uh, Teen Angst is another. It's only a camp song. Um, it's like an emo song. It's not a camp song, but the name of the band is Camp Green Lake, and that's literally one of the summer camps that, um, like I know of that were around the one I worked at. So it was ironic, and I like the song. It had some good lyrics. Um, Emerald by Origami Angels, another Origami Angel with the song with like another one of those memorable vocal vocal sections. Uh, everything's so 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 serious to you, line. I feel like they're they're good at having like um like an emotional like vulnerable brain vomit section at the end that you really end up relating with. There's another one on this album that I didn't relate till this year. Uh, recommend till this year that maybe I'll be talking about in a year from now. But yeah, those are my shoutouts. I have two long longer notes that I can get to, but you can go ahead with your. Uh. You mentioned both of my shout-outs, which was This is the End by the Ghost of Paul Revere. I said, folk blues song that speaks to the suffering of mankind in a sort of jovial little jig. Uh, it is kind of jiggish. I feel like it's like... Uh, it, maybe it's, it's all piratey. Yeah, it's piratey. I feel like you're at like a, a bar or something. Oh, yeah. That, that's, why I, that's why I used the word jig, because I thought it fit the the tone of the music but uh it's just like a really enjoyable listen like that's one of those songs like a sea shanty pirate kind of yeah mood with uh the powerful uh chorus to kind of sing along to let your troubles off your chest kind of thing uh in a pub environment and the other song was teen angst by camp green lake that I also mentioned in my shoutouts because I just feel like it perfectly captures like the struggles of that period in time in life, like teen angst, uh-huh, like the title, uh, where everything is so intense and then and confusing, and then they sort of switch it at the end, and it's like self reflection moment where the song slows down and they say the lines everyone i know has moved on and i'm still here doing nothing with myself my irresponsibility has finally caught up with me it sounds almost like bo burnham-esque levels they have of like, good lyrics it's it's emo kids and bo burnham when it comes to articulating themselves in music yeah basically it. <laughs> it's 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 reminiscent of like the turning 30 song or i think it's just called 30 in yeah. uh bo burnham's inside which, by the way, if you have not seen, highly recommend. Just be in a good headspace when you watch it. Um, my little tidbits on that. Uh, but those are my only two shout-outs. So, you have two. I have two longer notes. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'm going to start with Bismarck by Sabaton. Okay. Um, so, Sabaton is a Swedish power metal band. I don't think we talked about metal at all yet. Besides when Falconetti mentioned it. Yeah, no, um, I don't think so. All their songs and their albums are all based on historical events, figures, and 
other things. Um, Sabaton, you can go to their website, sabaton.net. Uh, they have backstory on every one of their songs, and it's worth checking out if you want to know what's going on behind uh, the cover of all these songs and if you want to feel more hyped and listen to them. Um, this one is about the German battleship, the Bismarck, which apparently was the biggest ship ever built in Europe. Um, a warship, I guess, in World War II. Pretty cool, like, build-up metal song. Um, I was on a, a boat with my friends while they played it. It was a very cool environment to first hear it. So that's Maybe okay. that's why I like it. Yeah. I like it. We're, we're, we're sailing on the Bismarck. No, that was... We're gonna just, I think uh, more Sabaton's on its way. I think you said you like Sabaton, even though you don't... Uh, you're not really a metal guy. Sabaton is more like... It's easier for a casual person to like. Yeah, it's... it. I don't like new metal. NU space metal, which is more from the guttural sense of the word. Uh, Sabaton's like interesting enough and lyrically like diverse where I can be like, oh, this is good. This is good music. It's not just, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, if I'm gonna, I'm not, I wouldn't choose metal music ever as a, top choice in my like recommendations or anything but unless it's nickelback uh well baby metal i don't really i'd have to re-listen to it but i think i liked it as far as i remember yeah you remember what i'm talking about it's the uh the metal band of japanese girls yeah it's weird like the japan's version of metal is like soft enough i guess and like more interesting to listen to because you're not going to get Screamo with Japan metal, I feel like. At least I haven't heard Screamo in Japan metal yet. It's Japanese almost like... rock music has like a quality about it, like a a summery, like spring emo like quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, I me... do know. I I like it. It also sounds like every anime opening, and that's yeah. Maybe the... that's maybe that's the, the what I'm trying to go for. But it's just like, I know that's probably bad. I know people probably like, it's more nuanced than that. But to me, because I don't understand the language, it just, I picture the flying by title cards with the characters like making motions and then stop freezing in midair with like the kawaii sign. Um, but again, ignorant American speaking over here. I'm sure it's more deep than that. But Baka Gaijin. I don't know what you said. So I just answered in German. I said you stupid foreigner. I said fuck you in German. <laughs> so Great conversations. Uh anyway. Sabaton. Thumbs middle. Thumbs middle for Sabaton. <laughs> uh my first song is Sunny by Bobby Hebb. I think is how you say it. Um H E B is the supermarket down here, but he has an extra B on his name. This is a nineteen sixty six soul jazz song. And Bobby Hebb is from Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out Chappie. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is actually one of the most covered, performed, and recorded songs of the last century. I I think on the Wikipedia it said, like, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles. A bunch of people have fucking covered this song over the years, which I didn't know. I only knew this version of the song, so that surprised me. But, uh... The backstory to the song is actually really interesting. I didn't know this until looking it up, but 
was written uh, the song was written in response of Bobby Hebb's older brother Harold getting stabbed to death outside a Nashville nightclub and this was his way of like uh in Monty Python fashion saying always look at the bright side of life and if you don't know that movie or song go watch the movie uh, is that Brian's life or is that the whole Brian's Girl? life life of Brian fuck me is it life of Brian or yeah it's actually like I haven't Holy even Girl. seen it. I know. If you haven't listened to Always Look at the Bright Side of Life, just imagine Jesus getting crucified and then rockets with them kicking on the cross. And it's a fucking hilarious image and very ironic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure people are going to love that if you're Christian. Uh, but this is a sort of ode to his brother and his ideas of like looking at the brighter side of things, looking at the great times they had together and looking forward to brighter days. So just in the first line, sunny yesterday, my life was filled with rain. Just like this is the shittiest moment ever, but you can keep looking forward and being and being positive, even in like the darkest moments and just remember the good times. And it's like a simple sentiment that I think gets lost in, the days especially today so just look forward uh i know it's hard sometimes but listen to this Are you song looking forward i'm looking middle right now <laughs> just why is everything middle. middle today uh, i don't know bro uh bro did you like this song bro bobby heb yes bobby heb what did i say wrong no that's right i was just repeating it did you like the song, though? Yeah, it was fine. See, I, I just... Right. I have a hard time, like, parsing out the rest of your music. Okay. It's, it's not a, a bad thing. Like, I like a lot of it, but I don't... If, I'm, if I were to, like, put, like, a number grade on this, a bunch of... Are you good? I'm good. Uh, I felt like something happened for a second. Okay. I had an um, itch. Oh, if I put like what was I saying? If I put like a number grade on a lot of your songs, it would probably just be like the same thing. Like middle. Yeah. <laughs> Why Thumbs is middle. middle, bro. Thumbs middle. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this this playlist. I mean, well, there's one I'm gonna rank out of your songs, and the one I talked about, but the rest of them don't really stick out to me. I mean, Kids of America is that you know. I, I don't really know if we have need to talk about it, but. Is that your next song, or you want to talk no, no, about no. it? I mean, are you going to talk about Overkill? I have that ranked, but I don't have anything about it. Yeah, I have. That's my other okay. song. I figured you would, so I was going to yeah. just let you take that. Because that's, that's a big, important song in me and Siegel's lore. Yes. I, it's one of the, the lore. It'd be on the tapestry if you had to describe our friendship. There'd just be a random, like, Colin Hay picture up there. Okay, wait, let me... Do I need to do? I'll do mine now, and then you do yours. Yeah. Okay. So I have at the bottom of everything by Bright Eyes. Um. So this is like I'm remembering last summer, which does not feel far away as it is now. Getting to the heart of like the last summer songs I know with all of these songs that were on like my quarantine playlist that I updated for a while. Um. Starting to come back to me. Bright Eyes is an indie rock band with Connor Overst heading them. Um. He has like his own individual projects and has kind of like a career in his own right. 
people like him. Um, I like this song because it's like it starts with him just telling a story. Also, like hear him sipping a drink, which is kind of funny. Um, it's it's a, kind of like an absurd story of a woman on a plane that crashes, and he like transitions into a song about like an absurdist commentary about the world and the truth of like everything, our lives that happens in our life in this world and how bad things are and like how oblivious and disconnected we are, like corrupt healthcare and like poisonous internet and et cetera. It progresses into like the plane descending into the bottom of everything and like the truth behind everything or like death is what awaits us beyond all of those things perhaps. Um, there are so many good lines in the song, and I like his voice and the casualness of the storytelling as well. And the grandiose music behind it makes me love the song. And yeah, I know there's that other Bright Eye song we'll talk about that you liked a lot. And we'll see more of them, I bet. Yes, that other Bright Eye song was much more prolific in my alley of what I like. Yeah, um, I remember you saying that was maybe your favorite song in the whole playlist that I recommended. And it was in a lot of movies. I I didn't know it was in a lot of movies. I, I just instantly thought of it as a movie song. So that's surprising that it ended up in a lot of movies. I, it's not surprising. But it's like cool. Because I think it is like a very good song for a film. Um, I think if I remember correctly. I'm looking at our Instagram now, by the way. At JM Radio Pod on Instagram. I think Bright Eyes liked our post with their song in it no way oh no it wasn't bright eyes okay was... i was gonna say that All would right. be insane bird talker for next week and city mouth liked our post bright eyes bright eyes is that this no yeah bright eyes didn't like it it was bird talker and something else but shout out to those two bands for next week um i i did Does like bright this eyes have an instagram they do. I think they do. I think I remember tagging them. But sadly, they did not respond. Um, good people. Good they, sound, they sound like very decent, good people. <laughs> Is that all you have to say about the song? Uh, yeah, I think out of the two songs that I know from them, ow. The other one is uh, much more... I said it earlier and I forget the word. Better? Good? Gooder? Um, well, what's the word? Good? Better? <laughs> That thought, that word that makes it positive. Um, my other song, and the tapestry and lore of our friendship, uh, is Overkill. This one by Laszlo Bain. Um, the original is by Men at Work, a 1980s Australian pop band. But the version that me and Mike like liked the most was Colin Hay Hay's version. That's the acoustic, acoustic version. Yeah. Yeah. It's acoustic version from like the early 2000s. Um, and he's the original singer from the Men at Work band, but he just is a solo artist now. And I, we talked about him, I want to say two episodes ago, maybe an episode ago, uh, about his solo, other solo stuff. But this Yeah, a little song, bit ago. Yeah. The yeah, reason uh, why this has such a place in our friendship is. We always listen to Overkill by Callan Hay and Superman by Laszlo Bain. And yes. Like... And both of them are Scrub songs. Yeah. The, the show. Um, which I didn't, well, I did know this, but Zach Braff, who's the main protagonist, 
actor plays JD, like help choose a lot of the music. And so I really love his taste in music. Like I line up with his taste exactly. Um That'd be cool. Zach Graff your podcast. That would be amazing. That would be an honor. <laughs> Him or Ben Stiller. They both have really good music tastes. Um for films. Um but that's like a real reach. Uh but anyway, this song Laszlo Bain did this cover version, and this version is actually from 1997, but it was not released on platforms until 2020, so I didn't know he did this cover. Uh, Chad Fisher, who's the main singer of Laszlo Bain, um, uh, did this cover in 1997 before and was under the moniker of Laszlo Bain. It was just him, a solo project at the time, and he collaborated with Colin Hay the front man of men at work, uh, way before the Scrubs days. And that's how they got him later in Scrubs, because Chad Fisher knew of Colin Hay. So that's how they collaborated and knew each other for the Scrubs music that they would later do down oh, wow. the line. Um, but this song was originally written by Colin Hay and was about both how success was changing his life and his increasing alcohol intake at the time was changing his life. Colin Hay talks a bunch about how he's like or was a bad alcoholic during his prominent years uh, with men at work and after. Uh, he's had a rough life overall, but um, I always considered this song like the thoughts you have running through your head as you lay down to go to sleep and the overthinking and worry that happens in those moments. Um, overkill, overthink. So, I remember uh, talking about this with you in high school, and it was like exactly that. Yeah, I mean, that's how I've always thought about it. It's just like overthinking. But that's like me putting my own personal touch on the song. And I think when you connect to a song as much as I have with this song, and we have as a friendship growing around this song, it to me, this is like, that's how I interpret it. Um, and I think that is really good in songs, when you can self-interpret or self... Oh, God reflect around a song i guess is the best term to say um but overthinking is a problem i deal with so i think of like when i overthink i'm like i'm overkilling this idea um but this this version is a very rough and raw sound compared to the original version which was like a synth 1980s very weird version i don't like the men at work version that much i think mike and i both agree that this i version agree and colin hayes version are superior um this one slow swells in the chorus beautiful guitar riffs and then colin hay actually appears on this version in the third verse that's why it sounds like a different singer um and he really rounds off the uh song perfectly after that really hard guitar solo um but yeah i love this song <laughs> i think yeah I, I don't even know oh yeah i love i mean i don't really know what to say either i love i mean i just like you know, I, the over-acoustic version is amazing. It has a really nice sound, and the lyrics are relatable. And I, I love Lazo Bain's vibe as well. And they, It's like a dream cover for us. I remember when it came out, I was like, holy shit, this actually exists. This was actually my most played song on Spotify in 2020. I forgot to write that down, but I remember when that like end-of-the-year thing came. This is my number one song. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That was me, but... Yeah, so obviously I like this song a lot. Um, 
I hadn't heard it in a while before redoing this list and listening to this last two weeks, but it was good rediscovering it. And it came out in 1997, not 2020, which I was shocked by. I thought it was like, oh, he made a new cover version of this song. No, he made it years, 23 years ago, 24 almost. Same year I was born. Um, oh, this, this song's as old as me. Um, but anyway, that's my little spiel. Uh, and that's all I have for this week. Uh, okay. Is that uh, it? Yeah, I'm done for me. Okay. Do you want to go first or shall I um, for top five? I can go. Okay. Go ahead. This was a, a big top of a really good week for me. I like this one a lot. Big top five, but. Five, I have I Am Loving You at from um, the Abbott Brothers, who's going to talk about another camp song that I really like. Four, I have Bismarck. Three, I have Emerald by Origami Angel. Two, I have At the Bottom of Everything. And one, I have what I'm assuming is going to win Overkill. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, five, I had uh, also that Abbott Brothers song. Uh, really? I and- Sorry, I wrote it down wrong. What is it called? I and what? I and love and you. Yeah, I messed that up. I just said I love and you. I oh. missed an and, but I like that song. Effort Brothers, slowly growing on me. Um, they're good. I, they're like your vibe. I feel like you'd like them. Yeah, they're like slow, but like acoustic. I like it. Um, four, Teen Angst by Camp Green Lake. Three, This Is The End by Ghost of Paul Revere. Two, Sunny by Bobby Hebb. One overkill by Laszlo Bane. Okay, so I'm winning by one. It's 13-12. Catching just, up, Mike. If you win this week, this last week, then we're tied. Ooh, um, I have we'll significantly see. less notes this week. Okay, so shall we jump into week 26? Yes, let's jump into it. Let's. I want to start with... Well, eh, it's what, entitled We're Halfway There. Sorry. Well, yeah, I was going to say... Oh. <laughs> I guess in between 25 and 26 is a halfway point. And no, I guess no, it's my the, 20, the 26th week is halfway. That's half of 52. Okay. So at the end of this week, you're like, yeah, you're... No, so just, you recommended Halfway There by Big Time Rush, and I, we yes. both knew that. You just kind of just put it there as like a courtesy Halfway There yeah. mark. Yeah, it was, it was to tell us, like, good job, guys, we did it. I, that's actually one of the songs I want to talk about this week. So Yeah, I just wrote as a shout-out, Big Time Rush is unironically good. That's exactly what the question... Well, we can talk about this now, because you mentioned it. Why is Big Time Rush actually good? Like, I, mean, I don't know. They're all good their singers. Album, their albums actually... No, they're not. I've heard them without autotune. They're not, like, amazing. Um, they have some, good producers? Like, no, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't answer. It's just weird. Like, I would think that we would look back on that band as like rose tinted glasses kind of ideas where it's like, Oh, we just thought they were good because we were young and it was like the TV show was good. But honestly, the TV show sucks. The music's good. And it's just like, damn, like they actually produce something good for kids, which is something that doesn't come around a lot anymore. It's just interesting to think about. It's like, I feel like there are, there are shows that are just mass produced now. Whereas big time rush, at least the music part was very good, <laughs> like surprisingly. Yeah. It was like on the quality level of music for like Adventure Time and shit like that. Maybe it like paved the way to actually make good kids content that they can understand and like like even past that point of like childhood, quote unquote. 
I wonder if that's... I don't know if Big Time Rush paved the way. Maybe. That would be random. I think I just, maybe, like, yeah. more... Um, I think more just, like, actual creative people started making these shows and getting, like, attention. Yeah, it's like, we go through lulls of, like, good... Well, it doesn't matter. We don't watch kids' content. Or I don't watch... Well, it depends. Anyway... <laughs> I definitely watch kids' content. Yeah, I do too. I should be watching Cartoon Network all the time still. But you're watching reruns of stuff from Cartoon Network. Yeah, I watch like Gumball and yeah. Adventure Time and Steven Universe. All really good you're shows. Not, you're not watching like the new shows that they produce, which I assume aren't as good. I mean, sometimes I, I'm interested in like some of the new shows, like Infinity Train. Was that a Cartoon Network show or no? I have no clue. I don't know what that is. Um, what else? I know. I know they just re-released Pokemon, or they're making a new, like, show for kids on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. Maybe it's Disney, but they like relaunched Pokemon. God, I sound like an old person. Siegel, hold on one second. Look at my look at my screen. Yeah, I know you don't have a face on my screen. No, how cool my hands are here, and I have no face. So, so it's like a... for, yeah. So for people that can't see mike his Which face everybody besides you. yeah i know everyone listening mike is so far back that i couldn't see him i just saw his hands he looked like the final boss in super smash brothers um the white gloves things and it was a interesting look um yeah you brought up a point i was going to talk about but i don't know why big time rush is actually like a good band i wish they i get couldn't explain together. to you either i uh Maybe they're not good. We both have bad taste. But I think they're good. I think I have great taste. Uh, Nickelback, definitely up there. Yeah, sure. Uh, any sea shanty song in 1960s soul music. You know, can't go wrong with any Big of that. Time Rush did more for music than Nickelback. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, should, should I do more shout-outs? Yeah, do more shout-outs. I did Rasputin by Tiresias, which is like a hard metal cover of the original Rasputin song, which is pretty energizing in like a Sabaton kind of way. Um, I somehow, this is why I recommend the songs I don't think I, that are like popular, because the original Rasputin song by Boney M, you know, and you're like, oh, why are you recommending Home? Everybody knows this. And you somehow like didn't know Rasputin. It's know. okay, but you can't get mad at me then. I don't know. What? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about the other Rasputin later. Maybe I don't even know who I'm talking about. That's good. It's a, a little it's funny there. story. It's yeah. <laughs> it was a TikTok trend for a little bit. How was it? I didn't remember that. Um, Rules Don't Stop by We Are Scientists. Uh, whenever I hear or think of, I see or think of We Are Scientists, it reminds me of you because this was like an old, old MLB The Show song. And I remember like, being in your house playing it. it Interesting. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I was not like kind of prepared for that. Okay. Um, as tall as cliffs is a really nice camp song with like a super calm, like homely, soft talking family vibe. Uh, Legendary Iron Hood by Open Mike Eagle is really chill. Has some good like bars. It's in the same vein of like rap music, I remember listening to with my friends in high school of like. Kendrick Lamar and stuff. Um, Chinese football is a cool band name, and their song was kind of cool. 
Um, is that it from a shout out? Yeah. I had one longer note and then that's it. I think Chinese football actually was a like a breakoff band of American football, or they were inspired by them. And that's how they really? got the name. Yeah. I, I read that somewhere. I mean it makes uh, sense, but Chinese football is actually like Chinese. No, I know, but like they they liked that style of music or something. And so or they like the band name. Anyway. Uh shout outs for me. I'm still here by Vertical Horizon. Uh pop rock that uh speaks to losing someone important in your life or something important. And sort of those aimless moments after their loss, um, working through those emotions, gain much bigger appreciation for this. Oh, I gained great notes, uh, Siegel. I gained a much bigger appreciation for this song once I read through the lyrics. Um, I think it's interesting. It always happens. Lyrics are always so much better than you expect them to be. No, that's not always true. I mean, good for songs. Me. Yeah, good songs, yes. But then, like, I love Montieri. Some of their lyrics make no fucking sense. Uh, in this legacy, look up those lyrics. Montieri from the Wall of People album. One of my favorite songs of all time. They're talking about building people, building buildings on top of people and stuff like that. It makes no sense. Um, or if you look into it, it would make sense and you'd be like, now I appreciate No, I, I read the lyrics and they still don't make sense. Like, I know the lyrics now. It makes less sense. It should be the other way around. Anyway, Loud and Heavy by Cody Jinx. Uh, the only type of country music I will listen to. It's not so true in that note anymore. That's not true. You like I like the Zach I like Zach Brown band. Oh wait, really? I consider them bluegrass though. How much does Zach Brown band do you know? Pretty much everything. I don't think you can get a song past me that I won't like know. Because I went through a huge phase of Zach Brown band. Um, but uh, it's almost like comical in how simple and effective this song is in drawing in you in. And I don't know if you remember the TikToks associated with this song, but it kind of speaks to uh, the baseball world right now, where it's like some kid hits a single and then the big country white kid comes in and the song starts playing. It's like thunder, heavy rain. <laughs> it's like the oh. walk-up song to like this big country white kid that everyone's like fears. <laughs> Unlike the JV team, um, I remember his, those TikToks. Man. Yeah, that was this walk-up song. Uh, it's quite funny. And I also have a note on "As Tall as Cliffs" by, is it Margo? Really? Mar Margaret and the Nuclear Sosos. I think it's. I think that's Margo. It's just spelled Maybe. like French. Margo and the Nuclear So and Sos. Great fucking band name. I love that band name. It's so unique. So Googleable. That's a term. Um, but I like this. I guess it's bluegrass. I don't really know what it is. It's a little bluegrass ballad that deals with hardships of trying to like talk through th- things through. And it's a beautiful little tale of like a personal sh- personal struggle with the, like you said, like a family vibe. And I really did enjoy that song. Um, those are all my shout outs, though. Uh, How many long notes do you have? I have two. Okay. So you go first, then I'll do one, then you finish on Okay. My first song. Okay. Bran- <laughs> Branches by City Mouth. Shout out to City Mouth. They liked our shit on Instagram, so go f- give them a follow. They seem like cool guys, and they release good music like this. Um, I like this album art. 
yeah, it was a good album art. It's a good album. Um, uh, indie power punk pop group. That's what they had on their site. So I just power. copied it. Power punk pop group from Chicago, Illinois. I think they just went for the alliteration thing there. Uh, perfect song to end a day with and like decompress in my mind or in my world. I know a lot of people are like, it's a punk song though. Yeah. I messed up, and I like punk music, so I listen to All American Rejects and Plain White Tees and this Green these guys Day. now. I don't listen to so much Green Day. I have to get back into Green Day. Their new albums are shit. You're the Green Day guy. Yeah, but up to American Idiot, everything new sucks. Uh, but anyway, that's a story for another time. Uh, it resonates with my opinions on the current state of culture, though. And this is where I want to talk about. It's my big note. And around mental health and the lyrics. Uh, and I hate the way that I only write sad songs. I don't get that thrill like I used to. And I hate these overly romantic depictions of depression. And I hate that I'm part of that too. But searching for the will to change anything at all is useless. Um, I wrote this down a long time ago, but I sort of, not, I didn't coin this idea, but like we're living a sort of way, living an age of like, it's cool to have depression. Yeah, no, it's good. I was actually thinking about today, this today. Depression is kind of the trendy. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a cool thing to have. It's like the joke of every like TikTok end of the song. It's like because <laughs> I have depression and they, like smile and wink at the camera. And like I'm glad we've gotten to the point where we can talk about mental health. But like now it's like become trendy to have a mental health breakdown. Well, I mean, on every celebrity people who are like won't stop talking about it on social media just to get attention, and they don't know if they're actually. I'm not saying people are faking mental illness, but like you know, depression is, is trendy, and it, it makes it gives everybody a weird perception of it when this happens. Yeah, like, and it, I think it's I, the singer, or the songwriter in this band is almost like he's being ironic that he's like, we're, I'm writing a song that romanticizes depression and the way I talk about this, these ideas and these huge lyrical thoughts with the gripping power punk anthem hooks and stuff like that. And he's art. He's saying like, I hate being part of this culture, but this is where the culture's at now where it's cool to again, like over romanticize the idea of depression. Um, and it's interesting because I love Bo Burnham, but he does it too. He's like the worst perpetrator of it uh, in the way that like his whole inside was sort of like romanticizing anxiety and depression. I mean, yeah, no, that's unfortunately, I mean, it's not like it was a very vulnerable performance inside and we're obviously going to talking about it again, but we're going to talk about it a lot. It is a uh it is still a performance at the end of the day. Yeah. Performative. Like, I don't... Like he said he was going to kill himself when he was 40. I don't actually think he's going to do that. Yeah, but on his site... Uh, this is old Bo Burnham fan here. Like, very... Listening since the very beginning, almost. He got on his site the day he was going to kill himself when he turned, like, 30-something because that's when he predicted his dog was going to die. So he had on his website for the longest time the date he would kill himself. Like, he's done that as a joke for years, and now he's pushed it back since the new special has come out. But he said, yeah, once my dog dies, I have nothing to live for. So it's like, 
self-deprecation is fine because I do that too. But like, it is a weird time we live in where I'm I'm very happy like to be in the time those we live jokes, in. There's only like some part of it is like serious. Yeah, it, it's just an interesting time that we live in where it's really cool that we can be open about shit like this, mental health. I know this is taking a serious turn, but uh, bear with me because it's just a thought of my mind a lot. And it's like, it's really cool because I know my parents' generation wasn't like that. Um, but now it's like cool and now it's becoming like trendy. And I'm like, oh God, like Selena Gomez talks about her anxiety. Like, okay, cool. Um, I don't really care to li- listen to your Vogue article about your depression. Um, I, I wonder if anybody's happy. <laughs> Oh my god, you got me last week with the fucking paving the way with Christopher Columbus, which I named the episode, but now this episode's gonna be I wonder if anyone's happy. I mean, um, I guess I guess uh Pharrell oh. Williams is happy. <laughs> but uh, besides that. No, all the hate he got after that fucking song, I don't think he'd be happy. It's the I worst mean, fucking song of twenty. Can you, can you blame him? That song was like terrible. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, was it my... wasn't. It wasn't as bad. It wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't so like repetitive and played so often. Yeah, and then Justin Timberlake ripped it off with the other one that he made that was like the same song. Happier. What was that? Oh, him or was that someone else? No, that was no. I forget the song. Dance, dance, dance. Dun, 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 well, like dun, look dun. at look at like the celebrities. I'm thinking like who who's who's having a good time right now. Uh, Sean Mendez, your favorite artist. Just because we were born on the same exact day. Oh, I didn't know that. I think we might be. Let me look it up. I just remember you consistently saying, I fucking hate Sean Mendez. No, I don't hate Sean Mendez. I just, yeah, we were born in the same day. No, 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 we weren't. He was born a week before me. Um, yeah, you No, I was just like, he sounds like a, like an industry, industry plant. Well, he's, no, he's. Somebody who. Somebody He's who, self-made. Like, yeah, no, but I mean, like he he got started on whatever website, and then he Vine. Yeah, Good. he got started Vine, on Vine, and then he Vine, became a MagCon guy who was just like the guys who showed off their bodies, and then he became a real singer. Vine consistently producing the worst people in our society. That's great. No, That's, we got Cody Co. We got Drew Gooden. We got Danny Gonzalez. We got a lot of good people out of Vine. I don't care about any of those people okay well they're good nobody knows them as they do logan paul and jake paul and true KSI. that is true we got david dobrik bro yeah, anyway he's great <laughs> just thank you city mouth for a very good song and letting me talk about it because i just wanted to get that off my chest it's kind of thing bothering me in my head um and this episode will be called is anyone really happy um <laughs> the bo burnham experience uh, do you want to go? <laughs> Waltz in your... E Major, Moon Waltz by Kojum Dip is my song. Um, Kojum Dip is like a really old band. It was, I discovered it because it's Bora Caraca's band. He was the the studio manager for Tally Hall. Um, it's a very experimental band. If you look up like live performances, it's a lot of them like screaming and just going crazy. They all wear luchador masks. Um, this is one of the songs that this is like my favorite song of theirs. I've listened to it a lot. 
it has like you start to listen to it and it feels like it's a orchestral like ballroom song where somebody's gonna start like singing really loud and then it's like has rock portions to it um i thought it was really cool when i listened to it and i think it still hits um it culminates really well at the end with like both parts of it going at once um i love this i this is like somehow like a workout song i was imagining um even though it's like not really typical um i felt i still think the song super cool my phase of listening to it a lot is gone but Kojum Dip is awesome. And this song is insane. It, it's it's insane. That's the only way. Like, not even, like, a good way. Like, this is just, like, a crazy person's song. It was like, what if we fucking put these two things together? Let's see what happens. And it's insane. Good to be a little insane. Yeah. Is anyone ever really not insane? LOL. Haha. Um, I did like this song a lot. I... I don't remember it the first... No, I do remember it the first go-around. I think I said, what the fuck, when I first <laughs> listened to it, whenever you recommended it. Yeah. Um, but it's grown on me. Uh, I was going to say an old joke that I used to say. Grew on me like... What did a I used fungus. To like a fungus. Thank you. Um, word was not in my mind. I'm going to some uh, weird lines. Like tally hall lines, except they don't make sense. Tally Hall lines don't sound like they make sense, but then you think about it for like a little bit. Like, oh, it's a wordplay. But this one has like a. Like a. What's a do you know what a paella of space talking jive is, Seagull? Because that's what they talk about in the song. Paella is food, right? Yeah. I well, know they're that. talking about a paella as like a unit of something. So, like, uh, imagine. I don't know it, that. And, nope. I know. Okay. We're using that food as a unit of to measure jive. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, but they're, they're taking... Oh, what? Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, they, they call it a waltz because I think they take the classical... I think they take classical music as the background music. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the uh, beginning, it sounds like it's over like a radio. And at the end... And at the end, you just hear somebody, like, madly laughing. And like, okay, so that was just insane people making music. Understood. Well, there we go. I mean, they wear luchador masks and shit, so there's not... It doesn't surprise me much. Um, I did like this song, though. It grew on me. Like a Kojum dip. Kojum dip. Uh, my last note is very short, but it's on halfway there, big time rush. 2010. God, that's so long ago. Um, Stephen Kramer Glickman, guy who played Gustavo Rock, yeah. is actually on TikTok, and he told a story about this song that was interesting, though it just happened to be when we were talking about this song, so it worked out. Um, the story about this song to him was that they actually performed in the production... Uh, they performed this song halfway through production of the first season of the show, What's and people mean? were... Yeah, it just it happened to work out like that. And people were very teary-eyed on set because they didn't know if they were going to get picked up for more episodes. And so everyone was, like, crying on set because it's like, we're halfway done with this production. And it's like, shit, like... It's just interesting. And I think that also relates to... He's a funny guy on TikTok. Well, he's a comedian. Yeah. So, in real life. 
Um, or at least he's like, yeah, he's a comedian. Um, he's still an actor too. Uh, but I think it speaks a lot to like this podcast or this playlist where it's like, this is halfway through the playlist, Mike. That's fucking crazy. This is just like a self-reflection moment that I think we should talk about. Cause like, I didn't think, I think the words and the songs speak to the way I feel about this playlist and the podcast right now is that we're halfway there. We're looking good now. Nothing's going to get in our way. We're halfway there. And looking back now, I never thought that I'd ever say we're halfway there. Exactly. Cause I didn't think we'd fucking, well, I didn't think we'd make a podcast. Obviously I didn't plan this like speech six months ago. Oh, no, fuck like a year ago now. I like, did not think we'd make a podcast, but it makes sense. And I didn't, I can't believe I've actually done this many podcasts thinking about like who I am as a person. I, not... I'm the, I'm the same. So I get it. Yeah. But to everyone who has listened and joined us on this journey, uh, I thank you from the bottom of our heart or my heart. Sorry. I can thank speak you for, for thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I, same thing. Sure. Yes. Um, but it's just crazy that I didn't think we'd, make it this far or anything so thank you so much for listening to this weird little thing we have going here um but sorry for getting sappy at the end oh yeah uh, i agree seal it's been nice it's been fun i like just chatting about music just two insane people talking about music just like kojum dip and you like to listen to it that's great <laughs> oh yeah and thank you to mike's mom because i always forget to do this because one she's our biggest fan and two she gave me a wishbone uh that i could crack because she listened to an old episode where i said i'd never cracked a wishbone before for like it was one of the first ones yes and i never thanked her and i felt horrible and every time i write it down and i forget to mention it so thank you uh mike's mom uh, for that moment, it was very cute that you ran out to me. It's like, here's a wishbone, so you can do she, it. She's been messaging me. She's been listening to her stuff lately. She's like, she wanted to say you, you're, uh, you. At one point, you said you're old or whatever, and she's like, Siegel's so young. What are you talking about? But I, I do that as like a self-deprecation thing. Yeah, that's just that's just how I talk. Thank you for worrying about me. But I say that to literally everyone. Don't worry. Um, mind of a 12-year-old, body of an 80-year-old. I had two knee surgeries for people that know, so that's why nice. I think I'm old. Anyway, sorry for the sappiness. Just wanted to thank everyone who listens. Um, Halfway done. You got some lists? No, not yet. We have two top fives. Oh, shit. Yeah. Are we not? Okay. No, we uh, didn't do anything yet. I go. You go. Legendary Ironhood 5. Never met by Glitchgum four, which I'm sad I didn't talk about. Halfway there, it was kind of like a courtesy thing in three. Um, Electronic Girl two and Moonwaltz number one. I don't know who won this week. Well, did um, you not put anything? No, no, there are similarities. I just don't know who won because my brain don't work. Uh, five as tall as cliffs by Margot and the Nuclear So and Sos. Four ah, halfway there. Yeah. Four, Halfway There by Big Time Rush. That wasn't a joke. I thought that was number four. Um, three, Waltz in E Major by Kojum Dip. Two, I'm Still Here by Vertical Horizon. And one, Rasputin by Taurus. Whoa. 
No, I'm joking. No, it's Branches by City Mouth. <laughs> Why did you say Taurus? I don't. Waltz, I didn't write the one. Okay, I didn't write down the the what the name of the band was. I just said joke and say Rasputin was number one because <laughs> nice. I know it get I know it get that reaction. <laughs> like oh shit. So Waltz one. Congrats to Kojim Dip. Uh, like I've said, ten sec- like a minute ago. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for joining us on this weird journey through our playlist. Um, if you ever want to find the next two weeks playlist, they're in the link in the bio or the, the show notes. I don't know what they call them on each app, but there's always links to the next two playlists there. Or you could follow us on Instagram at JM Radio Pod. Don't forget the pod. Um, share, like, subscribe, tweet, dab. But share. Definitely dab. Um, Don't do that. Do it. Do it on Cam Newton. Um, uh, yeah. Share this podcast with all your friends and family. So you should do it. Share so people it on all your accounts. On everything and and everyone. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened. Uh, should I give personal shout outs to like our biggest people who support us? Sure. I mean, we're halfway there. Okay, thank you, Shelby, for listening because you've been like our number one supporter. Um, uh, thank you, Mike's mom. <laughs> thank you, my mom, uh, for listening. Uh, that's Siegel's mom. Uh, fuck, there are other people. And thank you, horrible. Michael Manzi. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, Chappie. Uh, Chappie, Michael Manzi, Gabe, Thomas Falconetti. Do not yeah. say Gabe. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's getting bleeped. Back. Yeah. Um. Uh, make sure to follow all their stuff. Michael Manzi's will be in the description. Chappie will be in the description. Thomas Falconetti will be in the description. They've been all very helpful and supportive in this journey. Falcon um, needs to come back. They all need to come back. Uh, a grand episode with all of them. A finale at the end. Oh, that'll be weird. <laughs> but anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Mike, do you want to count us down for yes, our halfway sir. point? Halfway there. Three, two, one. You've, You've got, got some listening, listening to, to do. Hell yeah. That sounded perfect. I mean, that, that was actually as close as possible to my side too. So. Okay, bye. Peace, everyone. <laughs> Death. Death? Oh, fuck. Death! <laughs>